we start singing, let's come on. Good morning, everyone. Let's start singing and echo or uh, escort everyone into the lobby back into the sanctuary. So let's let's stand in worship this morning. Of mercy, 
whispers of love. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission. All is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his come into your presence this morning, Father, to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here and to gather together. Father, there are uh, a lot of things going on in the world right now, and it's nice to be able to come and be sheltered in your presence for the hour or so that we're here and to fellowship with each other. And Father, we're so thankful for that. And Lord, we pray that you would just come. We welcome your Holy Spirit in here this morning, that he has the freedom to do his work in us today. And God, I pray that you would just go with us in all that we do, Father, and we, we do it all for your glory and, and your glory alone. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. a place to lay its head so why would I let worry steal my breath and even the roses you have clothed in brilliant red still I'm the one you love more than this you give me everything you give me everything you give me everything i need 
Even the oceans push and pull at your command so you can still my heart with your hand and you tell the seasons when it's time for them to turn so i will trust you even when it hurts you give me seated.
Good morning, church. So, for many people within our community, some school started last week. For others, it starts tomorrow, and then for others, next Monday. But that transition of changing of grades or stepping into that new pattern comes with excitement and anxiety and fears and hopes and dreams and all of that. And we want to take a moment this morning to recognize uh, our students among us. And then Sharon is going to do a blessing over all of our learners in this place and parents too who uh, long for the flourishing of all people. So is there any... now? We want to recognize and celebrate these good moments. Is there anybody in the room who is going into kindergarten? Do we have any kindergartners? If so, come on up here. I have something for you. Is that Crosby? Crosby, come on up. How about, is there anybody going into first grade? First graders, come on up. I have something for you. Harvest, I know you're going into first grade. He saw me packing these goodies, too, and he was like, Dad, I want some candy. Oh, here come some awesome first graders. Coming up. You're going into first grade? It's my birthday tomorrow. First day of first grade. First day of first grade and your birthday? Yeah. And Cristiano, amazing. Welcome, first graders. All right, how about second graders? Who's going into second grade? Eli... Isaac and Colin, amazing. Second grade. Well done. Hey guys, Levi and Paxton, you're going into first and second grade, right? Or kindergarten? First grade? Here you go. We got this for you. All right, how about third graders? Anybody going into third grade? Marlo and Jude. Nice. Congratulations. Somebody dropped um, a, a, a blow pop. First, first come, first serve. Oh, yeah, congratulations. How about any fourth graders? Anybody going into fourth grade? Whoa, somebody back there. We got two? Fourth graders? Amazing. Hold on. We, I got to give you guys a little, I, I got to give you guys a little bit more. I mean, just for fourth grade, you're going to need something like that. Maybe some of these. All right, congratulations. Any fifth graders? Anybody ruling the elementary school? Oh, we've got one. Isaac. All right, I know you kind of like fifth graders. I mean, candy is cool and all, but hold on. I got, I got backup. Jim's getting ready to grab his green, but I've got a $5 Starbucks card. Fifth grade. There you go. Congratulations. And then how about any sixth graders? Anybody going into sixth grade? Yeah, there's some more. How about going into seventh grade? We have some helping upstairs. We'll be sure to hook them up if we know that. How about anybody going into eighth grade? Ninth grade. Oh, Kate is a freshman in high school. 
Kate, do you like candy? Yes. I like Star Wars gift cards too, though. Well, yeah, I'm going to give you gift cards too. So since it's ninth grade, there's $10 for, for you. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. Any juniors? Oh, sophomores. I skipped the sophomores for Grant. <laughs> Sorry, Grant. I almost. Do you like candy? No. All right. Any juniors? Any seniors? Anybody in college? Anybody starting grad school? Grad school, come on up! It's Angelica, right? Yeah, nice. I got to up the ante for grad school students, too, so your money goes up for Starbucks. <laughs> anybody else? Anybody else hitting back to grad school or anybody that? I saw some hands. I think Pete's doing some education, maybe, but no? Yes? No? Yes? No? Yes. No eye contact. All right, so um, there, there we have it. We want to celebrate this. So if you've got a student around you that you're with, I do want to invite parents to put your hands on them, come around them, and uh, Sharon is going to lead us in a, she's going to do a blessing for all of our learners. So find your students. I think we have some teachers here too. Can I just have the teachers stand? Teachers who are teaching this year? Yeah, you're very special folks. <laughs> Amen. And uh, if you're near a teacher, lay a hand on them. They need anointing. They need special prayer, too. So, gracious God, we're on the edge of a new year. It brings a lot uh, of excitement, anxiety. We thank you, God, that you will just be with us, that you've already promised us your presence, that you are our God. I pray for every student. I pray for every classroom and teacher represented here in our faith family. God, I ask that you will make those learning spaces holy ground, that it'll be a place where we experience, um, as Moses did on holy ground, we'll learn new things about ourselves and about others, and most of all, about who you are. I pray that every student will hear your voice and know that you are with them. I pray that you would provide wisdom. Bless every single one of these young people, that they'll be shaped in their uh, knowledge, their character. We ask that they'll be shining lights wherever they are, that they'll be able to share the good news of Jesus, um, and that they would do that through the gifts of your Holy Spirit, that you would anoint them with love and joy and peace and patience, and kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And for our teachers, God, they, they run a marathon in a school year. It's, um, it's a lot. We pray for them that they also will know your presence and feel your peace. And when things are difficult, that you will lead them and guide them. We pray for safety and protection around our schools. We pray that there will be um, no opportunity for evil to gain an upper hand in anyone's hearts or thoughts or plans. We ask that, Jesus, uh, for the sake of those who have 
suffered a lot. We thank you, God, that you love learning and you created it uh, in us. We pray for curiosity and excitement and joy, for you are where the joy is. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand one more time. Um, this song invites us to worship. You are a worshipful bunch this morning. Um, and uh, I, I've seen a lot of hands raised. I've seen a lot of, a lot of communing with the Lord this morning. And um, I want you to continue that. And this song literally invites you to do so. You invite me to sit down at your table. Where I can taste and I can see that you are good and you are always faithful to welcome me, the least of these, and you being broody out of the ashes to I have come to pour out all my oil and all I have this offering I love you Lord I love you I want to sing a sweet sweet melody tell you that I love you. Oh, let it be a sweet, sweet melody to my King. You inhabit the praises of your people. So I know you are here right now and with your spirit stirring all around me before your glory And 
In my coming and my going, I will praise you. From the evening through the morning, I will praise you. And when I rise, when I fall, I will praise you through it all. And I will sing a love song to my King. And when I'm lonely and I'm doubting, I will praise you. On the mountain when I'm shouting, I will praise you. And when I rise and when I fall, I will praise you through it all. And I will sing a love song to my King. I love you, Lord. I love you. I want to sing a sweet, sweet melody to tell you that I love you. Oh, let it be a sweet, sweet melody. And I love you, Lord. I love you. I want to sing a sweet coming and my going I will praise you from the evening through the morning I will praise you and when I rise and when I fall I will praise you through it all and I will sing a love song to my King and when I'm lonely and I'm doubting I will praise you and on the mountain when I'm shouting I will praise you and when I rise and when I fall I will praise you through it all and I will sing a love song to my King I love you
Good morning, church. I'm Dan Buttry, one of the elders here. And uh, I don't know if you caught in that first verse of the medley that uh, we just sang, there was an image from a biblical story of the woman who came to Jesus and broke uh, over his feet this uh, jar of special perfume and, and uh, just the, the fragrance that filled the place. Well, we've got an, an opportunity to break apart some special jars of perfume, if you are, if you will, uh, when we share testimonies 
uh, our words uh, allow that good story to be to be broken and shared and so that the fragrance of God's goodness can can touch us all this week Sharon and I went to Camp Layal many of you've been there and uh, we went with Lily and nobody was around because everybody's in school but her school starts next week and um, so uh, it was just us at the beach for three days you know just great time but we took her on this hike uh, into the woods and um, and there was a kind of a down part in the trail it flooded over I mean it was it was about from here to the wall huge mud puddle and the frogs loved it there were frogs all over the place and so I don't know we spent 45 minutes or so just playing at the mud puddle with and Lily got so she could find the frogs you know looking for the two little eyes above the uh, above the water and uh, it was just great seeing her connect with nature in that way and um, and then later right, right next to the puddle was this old tree trunk that was all rotting and uh, so you know we started pulling out the rots showing her how how nature uh, causes the things that have died to come and then feed the new life and and uh, so she's learning about that and then we walked a little further on and there's another rotted log but with this huge wall of moss it was like a it's almost like a fairy city that's what she thought of it and and it's we're, we're looking she's the one that spotted this teeny tiny uh, black and silver caterpillar that was you know kind of walking along in the in the moss and and as I'm there with her uh, I just had a sense of being in the Garden of Eden and the, the, the wonder of God's creation and uh, connecting there. And so, you know, here her old geezer, Grandpa, is, uh, is feeling new life as this, uh, the, 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 the wonder of the child engaging with God's creation. I just rejoice in that. Does anybody have a testimony you'd like to share? Good morning, church. Today we have our broken, our broken jar of oil, and uh, I'm giving a testimony that I fervently prayed I wouldn't be giving this morning. This last weekend, my father and mother-in-law, Nancy and Kevin, went to May, uh, meet Ryan's little brother, our brother and our sister in California, and go hiking, because we're a hiking family. They got stuck in the Arizona heat in the afternoon. They were there for hours, and my mother-in-law passed out of heat stroke, and she's in the hospital intubated, getting better, but it's gonna be a long recovery. And my brother-in-law, in his love for his wife, and in his love for his mom and his dad, tried to get help. They were disoriented, they were hot, they didn't have water, they didn't have resources, and these, were, these are people who know how to hike, but the the path was not very clear and they got really lost and uh, Kyle got lost and they looked for him and we found him and he went to sleep and he woke up in the arms of Jesus. Kat and Kyle are me and Ryan's best friends. They're the people we do life with and I remember being so cheesed that they weren't moving to Michigan. It was what worked for them. She was from California and they found a wonderful life there. They've built a wonderful life about a year and three months, and their beautiful, bright marriage was cut short. But my testimony this morning is that God is still so good. And we know 
that Kyle woke up in the arms of the one he loved more than anyone else. Kyle and Kat every day told each other, I love you and Jesus loves you more. And their love shined to everybody. Their wedding brought joy to everyone around them. It was one of the best days of my life. And I cannot explain, it's the closest I felt to heaven that day, being surrounded by friends and family. It was like being with Jesus himself, the brightness and the light, and Kyle shined Jesus's light brighter than anyone I've ever known. So my testimony is that things are very broken and this was not supposed to happen. Several things could have stopped this, several ways this should not have played out. He was 31, they didn't have their kids, and he's not gonna be the earth uncle to our children someday, but we know God is bigger and braver and stronger, and we know that God is sustaining us. So I celebrate Kyle's life, his marriage, his love for everyone else, and how Jesus burned in him. And I just say, I encourage you, let Jesus be that light in you. Call your brother call your sister, call your spouse, call that friend. When you miss someone, reach and pick up the phone and call them. It's only because we decided, you know what? No, they're not in Michigan, but we're gonna be as close to them as we would if they were here. Reach out, make that phone call, be with that person. And uh, I'm just so grateful that we've had them in our lives. And I wanna thank God for the outpouring and the overflowing love that people just been giving us. Uh, I ask you to pray for his wife, Kat. She's 26 and no longer has her husband. If you could pray for my mom, my mother-in-law, Nancy, she's intubated. She's not, she doesn't know what happened. She doesn't, she passed out. She's going to wake up without her son. And my father-in-law who carries the weight of thinking, he brought everybody together and he thinks that his son and wife are lost from him. So encouragement for his heart and just for our families at this time. But I praise God because he is still so good and he's still with us and Kyle will never know sadness ever again. And that's my testimony this morning. You know, nature can be beautiful and it can be dangerous. And the songs that we sang this morning were songs of praise in the good times and in the hard times, when we rise, when we fall. And uh, this is where we live. This is where we live. Um, we're going to take some time and pray. Bo, um, Pastor Bo, do you want to come up or stay there? And uh, those of you who are near, uh, I, I, don't, I can't see if Ryan's here. Uh, he was in the coffee spot. I talked with Ryan before the service. But uh, still in coffee. So, so just uh, somebody, you know, just reach over, hold, hold Bethany's hand, love on her. And uh, those of you who are out in the coffee area, go love on Brian, or Ryan, excuse me. And, uh, and we follow Jesus in the hard times and in the good times, in the times of wonder and in the times of profound grief. Pastor, lead us to the mercy seat. And so, church, we 
One of the practices why we come together is we celebrate with those who celebrate and mourn with those who mourn, and today we mourn. And so I invite you to stand. And Dan had mentioned that even as our response, we got people who love them and are around them, and you know them. If you want to go around, go around. But I invite us rest to hold up our arms as we pray. It's kind of like friends who come up and hold up arms of those who are hurting. That's support. We know that God holds. This is more than they can bear. We come not with trite things, but we cry out for mercy. And so let's pray. Jesus, this is too much. This should not be. And we ache, and we hurt, and we cry. And the tragedy is still unfolding. Jesus, come close to Nancy. And she's still recovering in a hospital, fighting for life, but not aware of the pain. Jesus, have mercy on Kat and Kyle's dad who are aware and mourning and grieving and filled with the what-ifs and the attacks and the accusations. Jesus, protect them. Comfort them. Be near to them. And Jesus, to all the family, Ryan and Bethany and their cousins and their brother-in-laws and Josiah and everyone who knows them and loves them and is in this wake of mourning. Oh, God, have mercy. Have mercy. Fill us with your comfort that we might comfort them. We have no answers in our weakness, Lord, come near. Come, Holy Spirit, and breathe on. Amen. So if you guys visit Bethany and Ryan, you guys know them, they're a part of here. May we continue to support and mourn and, and love them and their family. Okay, it's time for the kids to head out. Um, to their programs and kids I hope you'll remember Jesus is there with us in the good times Jesus is there with us in the hard times when we laugh and celebrate and when we weep and ache bless you good morning Welcome to Genesis. My name is Allison, and uh, I'm here with some announcements this morning. Uh, please take a moment and let us know that you're here with us. You can do that by either filling out the green card, the digital one online. You can also get there through the link in the text this morning. Or there's a physical green card uh, right in front of you in the pews. If you're new to Genesis, you can text new to Genesis, all one word, to 94000, 94000. You can place that physical green card in the wooden box at the back, back of the sanctuary. This is also where you can place an offering if you brought a physical offering with you. And thank you to everyone who gives online and in other ways.
Thank you also, church community, for your support of CDC. Uh, over the past month, we collected um, 31 backpacks and enough supplies to, to fill those backpacks, and we dropped those off with CDC, which is Central Detroit Christian Community Development Corporation down in Detroit this week. They're one of our compassion partners, so we thank you for that. We're working to create a place to belong, and so there's a couple different ways to do that and participate. Tonight, there will be a gathering at Greg and Julia Jackman's house in Pleasant Ridge. If you don't know Greg and Julia, they're gonna raise their hands right now. So it would be a great opportunity to get to know them. Uh, there are these cards in the lobby and uh, the address will come out in the text. It is 24 Kensington Boulevard, Pleasant Ridge. Starts at 7.30 and uh, they just ask that you bring a snack or a beverage. They'll have other items as well. And please bring an outdoor chair if you would prefer to spend some time sitting down because there's a limited number of those available. Next Sunday, we have another opportunity to belong and we'll be eating together following the service. So please bring your favorite dish to share with everyone or pack a bag lunch and plan to stay after. And then last but not least, if you are in town this coming weekend, Labor Day weekend, and you are available on Saturday afternoon or evening, Harvey is looking for a couple more volunteers. He needs five people total to help park cars in our parking lot here as a fundraiser for one of our compassion partners. So during Arts, Beats and Eats. And he has a couple of shifts available from four to seven and a couple from seven to 10 p.m. So if you wanna help him out, uh, give Harvey a shout either during connection or after church. All right, so now it's time for connection. Uh, keeping with the school theme, stand up, say hello to someone sitting next to you and let them know what your favorite subject in school was or your least favorite subject.
Well, good morning. Welcome again. So this is, we kind of have a pattern, and this is a fourth Sunday. And our pattern with fourth Sunday is we try to put our love into action. And we know some of those contacts are outside of these doors. And sometimes the contact is inside of these doors. And we felt like that that love and action was inside today. And so we know that for many, there's big things. All of our kids going back to school. We are aware of Bethany and Ryan and the weight that they were carrying this morning <laughs> and, and since yesterday. And uh, we also want to take a moment to be able to encourage our teachers. And so if you're a teacher... Um, can you guys stand and come forward? I'm, I'm not going to make you do anything strange. I, I, I promise you I will reward you with gift cards. Yeah, you guys are used to this, right? Like this is like no, nothing new for you and our teachers. And we have one teacher who um, might even have more who's upstairs, uh, Justin. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I need, I need a helper. And so, um, Kate or Grant, who's got better penmanship? Definitely me. Kate. So, Kate, what I just need you to do is write down their first name when they share it, like what grade they're teaching or the context, and then any other notes that you hear them say, just real small on those cards. And we're going to pass them through okay, to one, the community. One prefer, yeah, and so I'll show you. This is Justin. So Justin is upstairs, church. Justin, it's his second year. He teaches high school at Renaissance um, in Detroit. He teaches math. And, and so I asked him, where are you teaching? What do you teach? How many years? It's his second. And how are you feeling? And he said, I'm feeling nervous. So that's Justin. We're going to pass this card. And so what I want to ask you guys to do, and we're going to give a chance to hear this, and we're going to fill these cards. We're going to pass them through. I just want you to kind of pause and breathe and ask God if there's any bit of encouragement that God wants to say to any one of these teachers. If there's just something. Oh, Laura, come on up. You're a teacher. You, yeah, please. So, right, so there's just something that you get a sense. And if you're like, I have no sense. But if you hear them, put an ear on them. And then put an ear on Jesus. Or the Spirit. Or the wind. I don't care what you call it. It's God who is with us and speaking. Put an ear there. And if there is just a whisper of something that is good. That would build one of them up take note of it, and we're going to write it on a card for them. Sound good? Everybody understand? This is for Justin, who teaches high school math, second year teaching, and he's feeling nervous in Detroit Renaissance. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this through this way. Oh, Mark, you want to sign something to it? So keep on passing it back. This is Justin's card. He graduated from Renaissance. That's awesome. And so then we'll start. So, Kate, you're just kind of taking the notes of the name so we can pass them through. And your name, how long you've been teaching, where are you teaching, and how you feeling? Uh, my name is Laura Bradshaw, and I teach at Avondale High School in Auburn Hills. My name? L-A-U. No. Avondale? 
Avondale, yep, A-V-O-N-D-A-L-E. And I've, it's Avondale High School and I teach French and I've been there for 32 years. Whoa! Yeah, and I'm, we started this past Monday. Okay. And I'm super excited because last year was the hardest year of my life, um, <sighs> it, po post pandemic. And um, I just, and I have a praise that God is really um, showing us like rebirth this year started <sighs> out beautifully and it didn't feel so unbelievably chaotic like last fall did. Yeah. When we came back from having been remote for a year plus. Awesome. Thank you, Laura. What, what are the, what are the Name, where do you teach, what do you teach, how long you've been teaching, and how you're feeling about it. Okay, Brienne, OCC, English. I've been specializing in literacy for the last hmm, eight years. I've been teaching for 17 years, and I'm excited and also nervous, of course. That is awesome. My name is Mark, and I teach Mark <laughs> with a C. And I teach at the International Academy in Bloomfield Hills. Uh, this will be my 24th year teaching. I teach history uh, juniors and seniors this year. Started last Monday. I felt a little bit out of it because I had a I experienced a blessing, was able to visit my family in the Netherlands. Uh, came back Monday, uh, sorry, Sunday night late, jet lagged, and then Monday the, the adventure started. Uh, but starting to feel normal, but blessing to, for, not to take that for granted, just to be an inspiration to my juniors and seniors uh, once again. Thanks. Hi, no problem. I'm Tom. I teach in Gross Point at North High School, Parcells Middle School, and Brownell Middle School. I teach band. Gross Point's fine. You don't have to write all those down. And it's with an E, otherwise it's disgusting point. <laughs> Instead of large landmass. Um, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic, I think. Uh, we start professional development on Tuesday, although being up in the front and doing this makes it feel like PD started today. Um, <laughs> Optimistic. We'll go with that. How long have you been teaching? Oh, uh, this is year 11. All right, I'm Julie, and I teach at Priest Elementary Middle School in Detroit, and I'm a resource from teacher for middle school. Resource? And this will be my 25th year in the district. And we started last week with meetings, and we get the kids on Monday, tomorrow. And I'm feeling like it'll be a little bit uh, back to normal this year, and that feels good. I'm Becca. Um, I teach graduate students at Eastern Michigan. Um, so it's very different than, than I say I'm not a real teacher um, <laughs> <laughs> because I teach adults. Um, this is my sixth year um, and I'm kind of nervous this year, I think. 
Yeah. What was that again? I'm kind of nervous this year. <laughs> so, was there something else I was supposed to say? Awesome. This is my sixth year. I'm starting my sixth. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, teachers, we're, we're not going to make you do anything else right now. I'm going to pass the cards through. If anybody wants to say, I'm going to say a few words. Then at the end, we're going to pray for you and just get people gathered around you. We're going to stick the card on an envelope with a Grubhub gift certificate to have dinner on us this week sometime. Right? Um, and then that's, that's, how we'll, that's how we'll end. So I have these cards I'm going to pass through. So we'll, we'll send these through. If, you, if you're looking for one, just kind of pass it down the rows. I'll start some on this side. We've got Justin's there. Here's another one if you need a pen. I know that Renee, does she out in the lobby? Or um, for Sam, is she upstairs or in the lobby? Here's some more. We'll pass these through for people to write on them. And teachers, you can sit down. You don't have to stay up there. <laughs> Thank you. I think all of what we were kind of trying to experience today there was a book that I read called The Power of Moments. I read it a few years ago, and the whole idea was that there's power in moments. Not every moment has power, but there's specific moments that do. And they say the moments that have extreme power are pits, the pits we fall into, kind of we're experiencing that power of that moment and the tragedy in Ryan and Bethany's family. This is a powerful heavy, tragic moment. There's power in moments for pits and peaks. Those are the high points. Those are, those are the mountaintop experiences. Those are the graduations, the births, the big holidays, the successes, the, the, the wins, all of that. Those are the peak moments. And there's power in transitions, things that start those transitioning, be, become a child to an adult, that transition from elementary school to middle school, that transition from middle school to high school, that transition into college, that transition into a new job, that transition into a new career, that transition into a new neighborhood, a new house. There's all these things, and those moments have a lot of power to them. If we recognize them and we pause for them. This is a part of being human, is to recognize these moments and within that book, there's little phrases that grabbed my attention, and they said that, so for those who are on the peaks, those moments are meant to be commemorated, celebrated. The peaks of 50 years of marriage, or the peaks of finishing graduate school, or the peak of a successful thing at work, or the peak of completing something. Whatever, those are meant to be commemorated, celebrated. The pits... They're meant to be filled. They're meant to be filled with you, your presence. They're to be filled with 
time and people to come around within the pits. And in transitions, they're meant to be marked. They're meant to be pointed to and expressed. This is what was, this is what's now. What was is no more. We're somewhere else now. They need to be named, to be marked, these transitions. And there's power in that because in these moments, it's just loving people. The essence of what it was to be a human. The essence of what it is to know God, to love God, which is exemplified and expressed in loving others. And stepping into these power moments. And you might be in one of these right now. But I guarantee you, if you're not, someone you know is. They're in a pit. They've experienced a peak. Or they're transitioning. And part of it for all of us, that's what encourages us, is to be present for these moments. So that we can love well. We can experience the best parts of life. We can come near in the worst. And encourage us to have our eyes open. Even in our own lives and in the lives of others. Sometimes I have this, I have a bad habit for being in the church for 22 years as a pastor. I think for something to be real, you have to find a scripture for it. <laughs> for something to be true, it's got to have a scripture. And it's like, no, the Bible wasn't written that way. That's, that's not the purpose of the Bible to prove every point. But I am deeply indoctrinated in that idea, and so I'm going to share some scripture. <laughs> now, I'm going to share stories of Jesus, these beautiful stories. And so when I, when I think... When I think about the pits, I think all this started for me was reading John the Baptist's death. This is found in Matthew 14. This is Jesus' cousin. And John is brutally murdered on a whim. Some believe that John the Baptist was more famous in his day than Jesus. That John was more well-known, had more of a following in that moment than Jesus. He was a prophet, he had disciples, he had masses coming to him. And he's arrested because he corrected a ruler, spoke out against his marriage, and on a whim, he was beheaded. And this news goes to Jesus, and you know he's sad, and he's mourning, and he's in this pit, and he wants to take his disciples off together to be away. And he tries to. And a whole crowd of people followed them. I read this story a little bit different this time, thinking about the mourning of John the Baptist, because this whole crowd, as well, could be people who are mourning John the Baptist. 5,000 of them followed Jesus into this wilderness area. And if you guys know the story, John the Baptist is beheaded, Jesus takes these people into them, and what does Jesus do? for them when they're out in this isolated place with 5,000 people. He feeds them. He feeds them all. Miraculously, he provides for that. In, in, in Judaism, right, within his religion, it's called sitting shiva. We are sitting together for seven days. They didn't stay for seven days, but he feeds them as they're sitting there. Pits are meant to be filled 
And one of the beautiful things of that is that we can sit and we can eat with people. After Jesus sends that crowd away, his disciples go off and they take a boat and they go across this lake and he's waiting and Jesus is praying and then he goes out to meet them and he walks on the water and everybody thinks he's a ghost and they're terrified. And Jesus says this word to them, don't be afraid, it's me, I'm with you. And for any of us who are in pits, we need people to come and to fill them. Don't be afraid. I am with you. For me, the pit is the hardest one to let people into. And for some of us, we let no one join us in our pits. Pits are meant to be filled. Life is so much harder without it. So if you're in a pit, if you know someone else that's in it, they're meant to be filled, but I warn you, Feeling, stepping into these low spots this morning, this ache with people, is costly. It will disrupt your plans. It will disrupt your calendar and your agenda. Because it will make you pause your agenda and your plans and whatever you had to be with them. May we be people who can be disrupted and join people in the pit. May we be people who will set aside our plans in order to mourn with those who are hurting. And so may the Holy Spirit, if that is you, I pray that if you're in the pit, that you could even tell somebody, I'm in the pit. Or if you know someone who is, you just know that's the case, I pray that the Spirit would lead you to step to them, to join them. Not with trite sayings, not with trying to fix anything, but be with them and fill it with your love and your presence. Those are the pits. The peaks, those are meant to be commemorated. Those are meant to be marked. Those are meant to be, to, to be celebrated. I mean, Jesus, when there was a wedding in Cana and he's invited to go and they run out of wine, what's the ask of him? Make more. Why? Because they're meant to be celebrated. They're meant to drink and dance and eat and celebrate. There are moments to celebrate the high points. And this celebrating doesn't even have to be huge. I remember when Harvest, our first son, when we, when we adopted him, and this was seven years ago, and you're in that phase where they kind of tell you in the adoption process, it's like, all right, this is the waiting phase. He's with you, but you do know that the parents' rights have not been terminated. You're taking care of them. You're a guardian, but you're kind of a babysitter at this time until the parental rights are canceled, and then you know that he's in your home. So don't go off celebrate. Don't go throwing parties. Don't. You know, and, and it's such an odd feeling because every part of you wants to celebrate this and shout it to the world and have everyone come over, and yet there's a pause. And I remember sitting in that tension. And I go to Trader Joe's in that tension. And I go there and the, the guy at the counter is like, hey, how's it going? You know, and I'm like, we just got a baby. Right? So I tell him because you can't celebrate with any, you know, I, like you tell the guy and he rings the bell and gets me a thing of flowers. And I begin to cry. Because <sighs> it was the power of a moment because it was this weird spot not being able to celebrate fully. 
as I would have wanted to as you sit in this weird spot. And this guy at Trader Joe's does something small but celebrates us and me and Harvest. And I've never forgotten it. I shop at Aldi more than Trader Joe's, so hey, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go out of my way to spend more money for milk. But I'm fond of, of that man who blessed us. And of that kind of the power of moments. And so, who do you know who's celebrating? What's worth celebrating? Do you tell people? Jim, our friend, we're friends, and we, we've talked about this, how hard it is to let people, sometimes let people into our celebrations. To tell them good news. Hey, this is, especially if it seems like we're bragging about something really good. Oh, but life is meant to be marked, to be celebrated. We rejoice with those who rejoice. We mourn with those who mourn. So who's celebrating that you know right now? Who can you join? Who can you, who can you commemorate? Who can you shout out for that? The other one is the transitions. Transitions are meant to be marked. You are no longer here. You're moving into this. They're meant to be, to be marked in a way. This is no more. This is the new. What I thought was interesting is when Jesus called Simon, Peter, the disciple, and he was fishing, and um, Jesus said, hey, cast your net onto, take him out there and cast it on the other side, and, and Simon's, Simon's like, okay, I will, but I've been here all night, and I didn't catch anything, and he, and he catches it, and his nets are over, overflowing, and he's totally freaked out, and then he comes to the shore, and Jesus says this, um, from now on, you're going to be fishing for people. Th- this, what you have been doing, is no more. Come and follow me. You're going to be fishing for people. He marked this transition. And so what is it like for us to, to, to mark transitions and, and moments in our lives. These transitions are, are changes, are new homes, jobs, stage of life, schooling, and how to market, becoming an empty nester, having your kids go off to college, retiring, but to pause, and to mark that moment. Oh, um, one of my friends, Chris and Monica Bisha, connected here in the community. And Chris, he, he got married older in life. And to mark this transition into getting married, he, he got some new tennis shoes. And he bought the, all the same tennis shoes for everyone in his wedding party. It's pretty cool, right? They're, the transitions, they're meant to be marked. And he was like, hey, I'm, I'm stepping into something new. So this is, the, this is to signify that. So Chris and Monica have been married for 10 years. And on his 10-year anniversary, do you know what I got? I got these shoes. He, like, they were similar to the ones I got. Have, have anybody ever received a new pair of shoes for somebody else's 10-year anniversary? I think that's a pretty awesome idea, and I would receive any shoes on your anniversary that you'd like to give, but it was to commemorate. So he was kind of doing two in one here. 
The shoes marked a moment of saying, I'm stepping into something new. I'm, I'm no longer the person I was. Now I'm something different. It's still unfolding as what that person is, but they're meant to be marked. And then he marked that 10 year as well. And every time I wear these shoes, I think of them. These things are just about loving people. They're not always hard, but we must be present. I think if we read through the stories of Jesus, we see Jesus fully present. In all the transitions, on all the peaks, and in the deepest pits. Jesus takes on flesh and teaches us to be human. May we take hold of that life that is Jesus's and say yes to the way he lived. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, love like Jesus. So Father, would you bring stories to our minds? Would you bring things into our heart of these moments that we have? Whether for us, we are in one of those three or we're not. It's okay, you're not always in it. But if we're in it, may, may it be known Lord, for other people who are in these things, and you want to move us to participate in the goodness of life with them, may we just say yes and do it. May we say yes and do it today. Thank you for community that you have given us, Lord, to experience life with others and to love. Amen. So we want to then, this back to school is a transition. And so we want to mark this moment for teachers. And so teachers who we had who are part of this today, would you guys stand up? Who told us about what was going on in your life? All right, and then those cards, they get, do, who's got a card? Perfect. So let's, let's find a card. And if you want to shout out their name, we'll get it to them. Oh, this is Justin's. Here's his thing in an envelope. Oh, he's coming down? Okay, cool. Uh, we got Brianna. Who's got Brianna's card? What's that? You got it? Oh, here's an envelope and a gift card. Who else has got? Marty's got a few. Shut. Uh, Julie. Julie. Laura. Laura. Thank you. Was this one? Tom. Tom. I think that's Brianna, maybe. What does it say? What are the details? OCC. We can make that nicer by sticking it in. Oh, thank you, Bonnie. And Justin's coming down. So church, we're going to pray. Oh, we got one more. Somebody's raising a hand. Oh, Mark, you have your card. Thank you. You're welcome. And so for our teachers, we have the little cards. Justin is coming down. 
So again, teachers, raise your hands. If you know them, you're connected to them, would you just kind of go around them? And we just want to pray a blessing for them. So we're going to do like two minutes so that we don't freak our teachers out. But, but just speak blessing over, pray for them. You heard about what they had said about how they were feeling. And so teachers, stand up. We got Mark right there. We got Julie right there, Laura is in, in the back. Tom. Brianna. Justin is coming. We've got, oh my. Becca. Sorry, Becca. <laughs> We've got Becca right here. So make sure they're not alone. Um, and we're going to invite just for you just to pray for them. If you just want to pray quietly in your seat, you can. But we like a little bit more participation. To, if you want to come near, that just means to listen around them. You certainly can if you want to hear the blessings or give one. But we're going to take, two, and here's Justin coming. I've got, I did have. Justin, there's some notes on here for you, a gift card for you. And I know you've got some friends in here too who might stand around you and pray for you. So again, come around. We're going to do a blessing for them. This is to commemorate. I'm going to set a timer for two minutes. And are you guys ready? Anybody have any questions? Go. Jesus, we thank you for these servants that you have placed in all places and all contexts. Refresh them, Lord. We thank you for them. We bless them. They look like you, 
as they mingle with people, giving of themselves, sharing the learning that they have, wanting others to flourish. Thank you for them. Fill them, Holy Spirit, fill them with all of your goodness, all of your kindness, all the fruit of your spirit, your love, your gentleness, your kindness, your self-control. And we pray for everyone they encounter that they would be the better because of them. And that you, God, would just take such delight in their breathing, their being, and their teaching. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Church, thank you so much for participating. Teachers were this week. Engineers, you'll be next week. We'll be praying for you. You probably won't get gift cards, but we know you need it. Um, church, so the Jackmans are hosting tonight. They've transitioned to a new house. So if you want to mark their new home and their new neighborhood by going crazy in their backyard, uh, 7.30 at their house, if you need the address. Thank you for joining us. We hope to see you next week. God bless you.